Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Chapter one, where we're going to start. Everybody's familiar with this story, but what we got going on here is Joseph. Joseph found out that Mary, the woman that he was betrothed to, was with child. Now, that was a big, big deal back then. I mean, it's a big deal now, right? You know, somebody's pregnant and ain't yours and you're looking to get married. That'll cause a couple arguments. Well, back then, this was, this was a super, super, super big deal. Matter of fact, since Joseph was in this, uh, um, covenant with Mary, since he was betrothed, they were betrothed to one another, Joseph, um, could have had her stoned, man. Could have had her stoned to death. He could have made a big public spectacle of her. But Joseph being a godly guy, a good guy, and um, it's kind of interesting, just try and think about this for a second, that God picked out his own stepfather. Think about that. That God picked out his own father. God picked out his own stepfather. He picked out Joseph. So Joseph was the man for the job. Can I get a witness? So here we go. Joseph's in a world of hurt. His heart's broken. He doesn't know what to do, but he's a good dude. He's a godly guy. So he, he doesn't want to make a big mess about things, but his heart's broken. So he says, look here, you know, uh, I think the thing to do here would just quietly give her a letter of divorce and just send her away. And just, you know, it is what it is, man. You know, but so here he is just heartbroken man you ever had some big time plans or you thought something should go a certain way or you assumed this is you know this is going to be a good thing man like you know and then it just completely falls apart well hey look man god is still in control and you want god's will right think about it do you want god's will or do you want your will in your life obviously you want god's will right Okay, so here, here's the deal. Joseph had his little plans, I mean his big plans. He thought about raising a family with this young lady, and I'm sure every time he thought about her, his heart smiled, and he couldn't wipe the smile off of his face, and then all of a sudden everything falls apart, or it is perceived to have fallen apart, but God had a bigger plan for Joseph and Mary than Joseph could ever have imagined. Amen? Same goes for you. Okay, listen. God has a good plan for you. God has a big plan for you. If you if you are a saved person, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, you have that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm talking about Jeremiah 29 verse 11 type stuff. Yes, sometimes life is hard. Listen, sometimes life's hard, brutal, and unfair. You know, but God has a good plan for you, bigger and better than you could imagine. So give him some praise. Go ahead, give him some praise. <laughs> rowdy, rowdy bunch this morning. But as he was considering these things, this is Joe here, but as he was considering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, that's important, son of David, that's very, very, very important because God made a promise to his old buddy David, okay, and we're starting to see all these Old Testament prophecies are beginning to be fulfilled with this Jesus character. I'm telling you, if, if you doubt Scripture, okay, you need to get into Scripture. If, if you doubt that there is a God in heaven, if you doubt that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, I understand, I get it, okay? But listen, there's answers to all those questions, okay? And there is a God in heaven, and His Son is Jesus Christ, and that Son, Jesus Christ, died for your sins, okay? So listen, if you have those questions, get into the good book, okay? Because there's all the answers. We have tons, 
Tons, I tell you. Look at your neighbor and say, tons. Tons, I tell you, of Old Testament prophecies that have been fulfilled. Okay, the Bible is the one book that makes a bunch of bold, bold promises. And guess what? Those promises come to pass. There's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of so-called holy, sacred books that make a lot of promises. Well, guess what? Those promises don't come true. Okay, but we serve the one true God. So give the Most High God some praise. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Man, you know, that had to be a breath of fresh air for Joe. Whew, okay, all right. She will bear a son. This is good. This is good. Just give me your attention for hmm, the rest of the day. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now, that means something. We're talking about the Old Testament name Joshua. Now, this, main, this name right here, it means Yahweh saves. Okay? It means Yahweh saves. And this was a very common thing in Mary's day for people to name their little boys, their baby boys, Joshua or Jesus, because it means Yahweh saves. Now, keep in mind that Israel was being ruled by the Romans, man. The Romans weren't particularly nice to the Israelites. Okay, and that's just the way it was, man. Plus, they were they were under a, a lot of repression, man, from the religious system. They were going through some tough times, so they would name a lot of folks would name their little boys Jesus, as like a, a symbol. Hey, every time they say that name or think about that name, Yahweh is going to save us. Yahweh is going to get this get us out of this mess. But see, what we're about to find out in Scripture is God's plan is way yet again. God's plan is way more bigger than we could ever imagine. Okay, because it's not just about kicking the Romans out of Israel. Okay, matter of fact, it wasn't about that at all. All right, that was a temporal thing. But what God is talking about, he's talking about saving us from our sins. Remember, we're talking about being thankful this morning. Okay, so whatever you're going through, you have a big reason to rejoice if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay, and, and, and if you haven't done it, don't wait for you to get your ducks in a row because that's not going to happen. Yeah. Ain't nobody in, I don't know who's saved and who's not, I couldn't tell you. But I know ain't nary a person in here got their ducks in a row, if you know what I mean. Ain't none of us perfect, okay? We're, we're all bummed. No, we, 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 we're all falling short in many, many ways, and we're not perfect, but we've accepted that perfect gift. Anyways, I better move forward. Okay. Conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. The Lord is salvation, or Yahweh saves, for he will save his people from their sins. Can you imagine being Big Joe? Can you imagine being Joe? And he, he's laying there in bed. He's like, oh my gosh, man, my whole world's falling apart. And then he realizes through, through the Holy Spirit, through this angel ministering to him, that no, 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 dude, Mary wasn't unfaithful to you. This is way bigger than you. But I need you to go ahead and get, follow through. I need you to marry her. I need you to marry her. But looky here. This, this boy that is going to be, uh, because you're the stepdaddy, is through the line of David. This boy is going to fulfill all the prophecies, all the law. Okay, He is not going to just save his people, but he is going to save his people from their sins. What a wonderful and amazing thing. Can I get a witness? I don't need to be saved. I don't need no Savior. Yeah, you do. Romans 3.23, for all have fallen short. We've all blown it. Well, I didn't ask to blow it. I didn't, I didn't ask to be here. Well, you're here. 
Okay? And there's a holy God in heaven who made us. And He wanted to spend eternity with us. He wants you to spend eternity with Him. But we live in a fallen world, man. And a holy, just God cannot have anything to do with sin. But guess what? That's a huge problem, ain't it? That's a huge problem because we're all sinners. Every single one of us. We've all fallen short. We've broken God's law. But He made a way for you to be saved. See, He gave us that free will thing. And He wants us to love Him. He doesn't want a bunch of robots. He, he could do that if He wanted to do that. But he doesn't want a bunch of robots. He gives us free will to make that decision. Okay, so Romans 6.23, it's right there. For the wages of sin is death. That's your paycheck. That's what we've earned, every single one of us, until we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That's what we got coming to us, just for being us, just doing the thing, going around God's law, because we've all been like sheep. We've all gone astray. Can I get a witness? For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift... Merry Christmas, here's your present. Um, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Isn't that wonderful? That but is a big but. Can I get a witness? But the free gift of... That was kind of funny. Uh, but I'm going to get in trouble for that one. It's right here though. For the wages of sin is death, but... Because let's face it, we'd be in a bad place. Brother Ron, we'd be in a bad place if it just ended like this for the wages of sin is death because we're all sinners. But check this out. But the free gift of God, it's already been paid for. All you have to do is accept it. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. No, I'm going, I'm going to get eternal life my own way. I'm following this guru dude that lives out in California. No, no, no. It's not going to work, man. That's a dead end. Okay, there's only one way to be saved. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make anybody upset, but the truth is the truth. Okay, but the free gift of God is eternal life in and only Christ Jesus, our Lord. There's only one way to be saved. There's only one name under heaven that can save, and that's Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm not trying to upset anybody, but there is only one way to eternal life. And the truth is the truth, beloved. Whether we want to believe it or not, that doesn't change the truth. Galatians 4 and verse 4. Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. It means the Lord is salvation who's going to save His people from their sins. Now look at this little jewel right here. Galatians 4. But when the fullness of time had come, in that perfect time, in that perfect time, if you're going through a hard time right now, and it looks like God's going to be late, looks like God's not going to come through, listen, just keep trusting on Him. Keep trusting in Him. He will make a way where there is no way. There's some things that I'm believing for right now. There's some things that in the natural, they look hopeless, look completely hopeless. You know what I mean? But see, I serve a God that, that does the impossible. And I'm standing on God's promises. And I invite you guys to do the same thing because we want to be thankful Amen. And one of the wonderful blessings is, yes, you are a saved person and God keeps his word and he's never late. But just like me, he ain't never early either. <laughs> he is actually early. But anyways, we'll talk about that next week if you're good. Galatians 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, that perfect time. Do you know that Jesus Christ was born at the perfect time? 
when there was a language man that was mandated that everybody should be able to speak, okay? So there's the word of God being able to be spread. When the Romans built these roads, man, that went all over the place, God knew what he was doing, man. You know what I mean? Anywho, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Who's that? Jesus Christ. Born of a woman. Born under the law. You know, Jesus was born in Old Testament times. That ain't true. It starts with him in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's the New Testament. He, was, he lived in Old Testament times. Okay? Obviously, he lived in Old Testament times because he had to fulfill the law. Okay? You can't fulfill the law. Can I get a witness? You can't do it. All right? Let's, let's go through a couple of the big ten. Let's go through a couple of the, the ten commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Uh, you know you guys stole something. You know you guys probably stole something today. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. But you know, if you broke it once, you broke God's law. Thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor. Anybody in here never told a lie? Huh? Thou shalt not kill. I'm, hopefully none of us have done that. But see, Jesus in the New Testament, he just turns it up a notch. He says, what's in your heart, dude? It's not just about smashing somebody's face in. It's talking about, do you want to do it in your head? Okay? Okay, anyways. Jesus fulfilled the law. You're blessed. Give him some praise. Get excited for real. It's good. But when the fullness of time, that perfect time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. Talking to people this morning that want to be a thankful bunch of folks, and we want to be thankful, and here's an awful good reason to be thankful, because if you've accepted that gift, you are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Amen. That's good news. Your sins have been forgiven. Okay, because remember, for the wages of sin is death. Not for the wages of sin is time out and purgatory. It's, it's not like that. For the wages of sin is death. Well, everybody dies. It's not even talking about that. It's talking about separation from your Lord and Savior, separation from your Creator for all eternity where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Can I get a witness? All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. God's not going to do anything unless He tells His prophets. Okay, does that make sense this morning? Probably doesn't, but I want you to look into that. God's not going to do anything until he first tells his prophets. All right? Now check this out. We have a little picture of this right here. Because Isaiah, the mighty man of God, okay, several hundred years before Jesus Christ walked in human flesh, prophesied about this. Okay? And this is what he said. Well, you can see it. The, the original is in Isaiah 7 and verse 14. But uh, look at what Matthew says about that prophecy that happened several hundred years before this. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. You know, Joe, big Joe, Joseph, he had to be familiar with that scripture. He was a godly dude, a just dude. So here's this angel speaking to him. He's like, wow, awesome, this is really amazing. This is really amazing. My son, my boy, my man, my boy. You know what I mean? 
is part of God's big, big plan, man. This was my son had a prophecy given about him several hundred years before it happened. I don't know. It seems like as a daddy, you'd be kind of excited about that. And plus, you'd be pretty stoked that Mary wasn't running around on you. But anyways, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin. That's impossible. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. That's impossible. That's impossible. But see, Luke one thirty seven, which is in the Christmas story, says, for nothing is impossible with God. Amen. That's your God. That's another reason to be thankful. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we want to be thankful. We got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Okay. We belong to the one true God. He came and, and walked in human flesh and was born in a manger and was nailed to a tree and laid down his life so we could live forever. He saved us from our sins. And here we are in the nasty now and now. We're going through all these crazy times. You know, maybe you got some real big problems in your life. Whatever you're going through, man, you know, guess what? If you've accepted that gift that has freely been given to you, that has already been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, you talk about life not being fair. And I don't want to be a Christian. I didn't ask to have to anybody pay for my sins. Well, guess what, man? Life's not fair. You know, but Jesus Christ, talk about unfair. Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was nailed to a tree and went through all that torment and tor torture for you. Okay? So no, it's not fair. But Jesus Christ paid for your salvation because you owed a debt that you couldn't pay. Give him, yeah, give him some praise. Emmanuel, that's another reason to be thankful. God is with you. And he is. God is with us. Not just for those 33 years when he walked on the earth, but his Holy Spirit dwells in the heart of every single Bible-believing Christian. Not every perfect person, but everybody that has accepted that gift. You are marked with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. Can I get a witness? Isaiah 43, verse 2. Listen, listen to this. Isaiah 43 and verse 2, talking about Emmanuel, which means God with us. So Jesus, which means Yahweh saves. And then another name is Emmanuel, God is with us. That's two amazing reasons to be thankful this morning. And look a little bit at Isaiah 43. This is the prophet who prophesied about the virgin. Okay. Isaiah 43 and verse 2. Listen to this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. See, Emmanuel, God is with you. That's a wonderful bonus you have. He didn't just save your soul, but he's with you. Amen? Think about that. He's with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He's not in the corner with his arms folded. Okay, he's a present help in time of trouble. He's close to the brokenhearted. He makes a way where there is no way. He gives strength to the weary. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Who will be with you? God, Emmanuel, I will be with you. Now looky here, here's the tough part. You're going to have some high waters. You're going to have some rivers flooded. You're going to have some fires burning around you. In other words, you're going to go through all kinds of difficult times in this world. Okay, but see, here's the good part. When you pass through, whatever you're going through, it starts, there's a middle, there's an end. I don't know where you're at, but there is an end to it. But wherever you are in that process, guess what? Emmanuel is with you. 
He's a present help in your situation. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And some of us are treading water right now, you know. And shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you're going to get through it. You shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. So there's a big blessing about Emmanuel being with you. Amen. It's been a crazy, crazy time, man. But God is so good. So we talked a little bit about Joe, Big Joe. A little bit about Mary. Luke 1 and verse 30. I hope you guys like this. A little Christmas treat for my buddies. Luke 1 and verse 30. And the angel said to her, Here's Mary. Now she's meeting the angel. Okay. And that, and she actually met the angel first. But anyways. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Okay. Joseph. The angel said, Don't be afraid, man. To Mary. Do not be afraid. Now looky here. Yahweh saves. God is with us. And therefore, you ain't got no reason to be fearful. You got no reason to be afraid if you're a Christian. And that is an amazing feeling, man, to know. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't, tomorrow ain't promised to anybody. But one of the most amazing feelings in the world is knowing that, hey, if the good Lord calls me home, don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm going to be just fine. You know what I mean? I mean, I, there's some things I want to do. There's some things I would really like to do. But if God calls me home, man, it's all gravy. I, you know, we got nothing to fear. Death, where is your sting? Okay, and the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. Look at Romans. Um, I did not give this one. Um, but Romans 5 and verse 1, if you want to make a little note, I'm just going to read it real fast. Romans 5 and verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, talking about that salvation, Brother David, talking about that salvation, Sister Rachel, you have been justified, not because you're cool. You are cool, but you're not cool enough. You know, you have been justified by faith because you accepted what Jesus did for you. Amen. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace. What's the opposite of fear, man? Peace. We have peace. Okay. Now, what this verse is talking about is you are at peace with God. Okay. Now, what that means is you're no longer his enemy. You've come into to the right side. You've accepted him. Okay, you're at peace with him. That's a wonderful thing. All right? Because you're either for him or you're against him. And, and people don't like to hear that, but that's how it is. If you don't accept him, you've decided, I don't need you. I don't need that gift. I don't need the blood of your son to wash away my sins. I'm fine living under the law. I can do this on my own. No, you can't. <laughs> All God's people, no, man. Never mind. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Okay, so the Christian, Emmanuel, God is with us. We're never alone. Okay? You might be going through some tough times, but you're not alone. He always saves you, a safe person. So I have peace. I have peace with my Creator. Okay, I'm not at war with Him anymore. Okay, it's a war you could not win. It's a war I could not win. But I have peace because I've accepted him. Okay, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. That's another good thing, man, to have favor with God, to be in that family. 
You know, not everybody gets to experience the favor of the Lord because God wishes that none would perish, but not everybody's going to take them up on that precious gift. Luke 2 and verse 14, this is what the angels were saying or singing or praising when they were hanging out with the shepherds, which is probably my favoriteest part of the Christmas story because, you know, shepherds are kind of bottom of the barrel type folks, man. You know, in that society, that's what they were. And they had this amazing situation where God dispatches this angel to tell them about the Savior. Anyways, this is just a little segment of that where the angels begin rejoicing. Uh, Luke 2 and verse 14, but there's a point I want to make. Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. See, we get to have peace. We have peace of our salvation. We're no longer enemies of the Lord. We're no longer enemies of the Creator of the universe. But we have peace in our heart because no matter what we go through, Emmanuel, God is with us. So we can focus on God and His goodness and have peace. Can I get a witness? In a world where nothing is certain but everything's uncertain, there is this amazing certain thing that our God is in control and He loves you with undying love and He's not going to leave you or forsake you. So when the angels say, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, that's us, that's where we happen to be right now, and on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. Don't you want God's favor this morning? If you haven't done it, let's do it, man. Before we, before we close these doors, before... Before we lock up today, if you haven't done it, let's accept Jesus. And behold, this is Mary. She's getting the talk from the angel. We're back to that. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. No, I was thinking about George or, or Bart or something. No, 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 no. You see, this is something awesome right here. You know, you're going to name him Jesus because Yahweh saves you're going to name him Jesus because he's going to save his people from their sins. You're going to name him Jesus because he is a king. He is the king of kings and lord of lords. He's the alpha and the omega. And I'm talking about Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the second man of the Trinity who wants to come and live inside you. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And that is so cool. I just get fired up about all this stuff, man, because, I mean, literally, I, I said this last week, but it's a, it's a big thing, you know, because there's all these other wastes of time, these things that you can get involved in. Maybe you've dabbled on them in the past. I got a lot of friends, uh, and I got, I've got some friends, and a lot of them, you know, just follow some, some weird stuff, man, some weird stuff, and they're devoted to this weird stuff, waste of time stuff, okay? So I get a lot of joy out of knowing that for some reason somebody was praying for me and God said, you know what, Polly, I'm not going to let you go down that waste of time road, okay? But you're going to serve me. And so here you are. If you haven't accepted him, you have an opportunity right now to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're blessed. Because we're talking about the Son of the Most High who was born in a manger, in a cow trough, in a feeding trough of some sort, you know, and uh, he didn't just come here to teach us how to live our lives, but he certainly did that. But he, he taught us how to live. But you know what? He laid down his life so we could live forever. Man, you're blessed. We're thankful, aren't we? Aren't we thankful? 
and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So we serve a king. All right? Now, some of this stuff has not come to pass yet. Okay? But guess what? It will come to pass. God is going to set up that kingdom. You know what? He's ruling and reigning, but you know what? He's ruling and reigning in your hearts right now. That's where he, he, that's where he wants to be right now. But there'll be a time and a place when he sets up his earthly kingdom, okay, and he'll show all these failed governments, all these wacky nut leaders how it is to be done. I'm talking about the lion laying down with the lamb type of stuff. Can I get a witness? Okay. But see, you serve a king, or you have a chance to belong to the king, the king of kings and lord of lords, who indwells in our hearts, because that's where the kingdom is. Luke 17, 21, look right here. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you, or the kingdom of God is within you. Okay. Here's where the throne is right here. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple? Did you know that? If you're not a Christian in here this morning, and you're just now hearing this stuff, you're like, what? What is this? No, see, the Holy Spirit dwells inside us. He takes up residence. And He wants to be our Lord and Savior, not just save our souls, but He wants to be a King of our lives. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? Man, that's super cool, right? So Yahweh saves. We're saved folks. Thank you, Jesus. Emmanuel, we're not alone. Thank you, Jesus. We can have peace no matter what we're going through. We're not enemies with our Creator anymore. We can have peace no matter what we're going through because God gives us peace. Emmanuel, He's with you. Amen. We got a lot to rejoice about. And he's the king. The real deal, man. The genuine article. Everything else is a fake, a phony. Luke 10. Luke 2, verse 10. Luke 2, verse 10. Okay. Shepherds doing the thing. Jesus has just been born. And the angel appears. And the angel said to them, fear not. You don't have to be fearful. There it is again. I thank you, Jesus, that I don't have to be fearful like everybody else in my neighborhood that's freaking out about something. You know what I mean? That's spooking, just spooked about what the TV man keeps telling them. You know what I mean? But I got—I don't have no fear. I'm not fearful because I'm trusting in God. Emmanuel, God is with me. Amen. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold... I bring you good news of great joy. That's another reason for you to be thankful because somebody brought you the good news. Somebody gave you the gospel. Somebody gave it to you, and you know what? It made sense to you. It finally made sense to you. The Holy Spirit was pulling on you, and He said, yes, I need you. I need you. So you're blessed. Let's be thankful. Not only does Yahweh save, but Yahweh saved you. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Man, that's awesome. Aren't you glad that, that the Messiah came not just for Israel? Aren't you glad about that? You know, because if that was the case, we might as well be, you know, doing wolfball ball bat or fishing or something. I don't know, anything. But he came for all of us. Amen. Genesis 22 and verse 18. And in your offspring, talking about Abraham, and in your offspring shall all the nations, that's us, all the nations of the earth be blessed 
because you have obeyed my voice. So through that Abrahamic line, the Davidic line, the line of David, you know, God makes these promises, man, and God keeps his word, you know? Isn't that cool? I mean, man, we'd be in a mess if there was a God in heaven who didn't really want to keep his word. We'd be in a big mess, but see, we serve the one true God, and he makes promises, and he keeps them. Listen, listen to me. I'm almost done. He makes promises, and he keeps them. Okay, so hold on to the promises. You're going through a hard time? Hold on to God's promises, man. Don't give up on them. Okay, if you're thinking about making that jump, you're thinking about accepting Jesus, but like, ah, man, I don't want to follow no fairy tale. Well, it ain't a fairy tale. You can look and see where God made these prophecies through these men of God, and they've all come to pass. So when he, he makes some and they haven't yet come to pass, they will come to pass because God does not lie and he keeps his word. Amen. So when he says, for the wages of sin is death, all right, but the free gift of God, that's a promise, man. We, all we have to do is accept that. We accept that gift, and guess what? You turn from your sins, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this nonsense. Okay, well, that's easier said than done, but I can do all things through Christ. See, he wants to save your soul, and once he sets up his kingdom in here, he wants to take control, man. He wants you to lay aside all these things that aren't beneficial to your relationship with him. But step number one, you got to realize you need a Savior. And you know that Jesus is the Son of God, and you accept him. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you. So even though this Messiah is not just for Israel, and not just for just a few people. <laughs> Some deep stuff, right? Um, but he's for all people. But he is a very personal God. Okay? Yeah, he, he comes to set the captives free. Okay? And he, he came not just for Israel, but he comes for, for the world. He wishes none would perish. Okay? Not everybody's going to accept that gift. But looky here, he wants to have an intimate relationship with you. That's what being saved is, really. Accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you begin to get to know the creator of the universe who wants you to have that wonderful relationship with him. But see, it's a personal thing. Let me try and explain that a little better. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try. Okay, he comes to save all people. Big umbrella thing. But he wants to be a personal God. He wants to be, have that personal relationship with each and every one of you to be there through the good times, the bad times, hold you up when you feel like you can't stand, to, to be right there with you through every single situation you're going to go through. Amen. That's good news. For unto you is born this day, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. That's a prophecy being fulfilled as well. Maybe we'll get into that in the future. This day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. So I just read all that, guys, because I want us to be thankful. If you're a Christian, I want you to be thankful. We have so much to be thankful for. The world's a mess, but God is good. Amen. He's not going to leave you up forsake you. Having said that, I don't know where anybody's heart is in this place. I seriously do not know. Okay? We've got to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Plenty of people have graced a church seat for 20, 30 years and have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. I don't know where anybody's heart is, but if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is that day. Don't put it off another day. 
Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more and may God bless you.